Hello and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to episode 322 of Sustainable Minimalists. On today's show, we are turning FOMO, fear of missing out, into JOMO, the joy of missing out. Usually when we talk about being intentional with our time, we're speaking about saying no to invitations or obligations, holiday parties with people we don't necessarily like, family get-togethers in which we already know there's going to be tension. It's important to remember, though, that missing out can also be more subtle. It can be turning off the news during the stressful midterm elections. It can be putting down your phone or putting your phone in another room and choosing, making the intentional choice to stop scrolling through social media. JOMO is about intentionally turning away and in some cases turning off the external stimuli that doesn't serve your internal self. Now, psychologists argue that the secret to finding happiness in life is to be who you are in the present moment. JOMO, then, is a tool to help you do just that. When you are your true and authentic self, what you're really doing is you're freeing up those competitive and anxious spaces in your brain so that you will have much more time and energy to conquer your true priorities. So on today's show, we are accomplishing two gigantic tasks. In part one, we're outlining the historical origins of FOMO. FOMO is really at its root, just a means of social comparison. So we're breaking all that down in part one. And then in part two, I have four very specific action steps for you and me as we seek to actually turn our FOMO into JOMO. So let's break down the acronyms for a hot minute. FOMO, F-O-M-O. It stands for the fear of missing out. Then there's FOBO, F-O-B-O, fear of a better option. We don't want to commit to something if a better option might come along. There's keeping up with the Joneses, which I know it's not an acronym, but keeping up with the Joneses tends to speak to comparing ourselves to others, particularly those in our social sphere. And then there's JOMO, the joy of missing out or of proudly living in the slow lane. FOMO historically has been vital to our survival as a species. FOMO drove our ancestors to notice who was thriving And how were they thriving? Let's copy their behavior so that we too can thrive and survive. This tendency to experience FOMO ensured that the best strategies for survival were passed down and spread through society. FOMO, the fear of missing out, also gave rise to migration and adventure. Some scientists believe there's migration DNA, and essentially, the theory is that early humans walked thousands and thousands of miles out of Africa to Eurasia simply because they were wondering whether there's something more interesting that was going on there. Talk about the ultimate FOMO, right? Well, FOMO, as I mentioned earlier, is essentially 
a means for which we can compare ourselves with others. It's a social comparison tool. When we have a FOMO mindset, which I'm going to be honest, I am guilty of. When we have a FOMO mindset, our gaze is set on what others are doing. It's not on being fully present where we currently are. FOMO is a modern way to describe, it's a 2022 way to describe keeping up with the Joneses. It's all about social comparison. And yes, science tells us that we have been comparing ourselves to others since our first days on earth, since our earliest days as species. It truly is human nature to compare and to compete. Before the internet changed everything for us, before the internet, we literally looked next door to see what our neighbors were doing, hence the term keeping up with the Joneses. We used their way of life, their quality of life, their lifestyle as a gauge to measure whether we are on track, to measure whether we are keeping up. But now, in 2022, almost 2023, we have so many more tools at our disposal to socially compare, to see into other people's lives. We have social media, right? We have reality TV. We humans are primed to not only notice when we're not keeping up, but also to ask ourselves why we're not keeping up. Surprise to no one, social comparisons will and do backfire when it distracts us from our own senses of meaning and purpose. Any situation in which we find ourselves feeling less has that potential to conjure up deep-seated insecurities. Psychologists argue that focusing on what you're missing out on, so having a FOMO mindset, generally leads to feelings of disappointment, distraction, life dissatisfaction, and studies time and time again find this to be true. FOMO is associated with stress, with sleep problems, with fatigue. Now, by the way, if you're wondering, are certain people more susceptible to a FOMO mindset? Well, the answer is yes. Social extroverts like myself, yes, I am indeed a social extrovert, are most susceptible to a FOMO mindset, but also people with less than stellar levels of self-esteem. They also are susceptible to FOMO. Now let's enter JOMO for a hot minute. The joy of missing out. JOMO is a powerful shift in mindset. JOMO is both the satisfaction you feel when you're in the current moment, and it's also accepting. So at the same time, it's feeling joy in the moment while also accepting what you don't have in that same moment. So we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I have four action steps for you as we all seek to shift from FOMO to JOMO. We'll be right back. If you've been paying attention, you've likely heard something about gut health and why zoning in on your gut health is so darn important. 
You need EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. It's a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense because I have a bloating problem, friends. Yes, I do. Inflammation is not my friend. Since taking one capsule a day on an empty stomach with water, I have noticed more energy, improved skin, and here's the big one, reduced bloating. Head to myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and so much more. That's myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. We are back, my friends. We are discussing taking FOMO and turning it into JOMO. And before we get into my four action steps today, I just wanted to mention that, yes, this show does have an awful lot of holiday-specific content coming out in the next few weeks. The holidays are here. However, I did want to do this episode now because here in the United States, we are celebrating Thanksgiving, just next week. And it is a very busy time of year. The FOMO can feel palpable during the hectic, frenetic holiday season. So we can turn FOMO into JOMO at any time of the year, but it's especially important in my eyes to do so now when life is crazy. So my first action step for you during the holidays and always is to compare yourself to yourself. Comparing yourself to others is a fool's errand. What you see and what you think you know about others' lives is in reality just a tiny snippet of their full and complex life. Let's take that a step further. Social media means we're only seeing the best of the best of other people's lives. There is a barrage of updates showing fancy trips, showing fancy hair and makeup, showing gorgeous children who always seem to behave, showing professional accomplishments. It can and likely does undermine your own senses of accomplishment and well-being when you see only the best of the best of other people's lives. And this goes beyond social media too, right? If your neighbor gets a new boat and it's parked in the driveway, and it's shiny and big, and oh my goodness, you've always wanted a boat, you're thinking to yourself, oh wow, they're really killing it in life. (laughs) I wish I had a boat. I guess I'm not as successful as them. Wah, wah, wah. That thought process that happens to so many of us, that so many of us experience, that thought process is faulty. And it's faulty because we, in reality, have zero idea what goes on behind that neighbor's closed front door. We have no idea the full experience of their life. We only see the boat. So if you must compare, try comparing yourself with yourself. Compare 2022 you with 2012 you. (laughs) How have you grown? How have you gotten closer to the goals, the life goals, those big goals that you set for yourself? You can also compare yourself now, so 2022 you, with 2032 you, 
Where do you want to be in the future? How can you get there? When you compare yourself to yourself, that is a much more useful way to spend your time, way to spend your mental space. So don't compare yourself with your neighbor. Don't compare yourself with the Kardashians. Compare you with you. That's action step one. Action step number two, it's a surprise to no one, but I think where I'm going to go with it may likely be where the special sauce lies, and that is to practice saying no. You're all rolling your eyes. I can see it. (laughs) You're all saying, duh, practice saying no. Okay, stay with me here. Sometimes saying no is a genuine act of self-love. You do not have to go to that event. You do not necessarily have to take that phone call. And to my people pleasers who are listening, I know that even the thought of saying no is stress-inducing. I know it's really hard for you. I do not consider myself a people pleaser per se. However, even so, I don't like letting other people down. I don't like hurting other people, right? I want to help people. (laughs) It's important, though, to remember that self-care and self-love do often start by saying no. Now, I want to help the people pleasers out there, so I literally Googled how to stop being a people pleaser. I actually did that. And the number one piece of advice that reputable sites gave me was to quote, listen to your inner voice. Okay, listen to your inner voice. Now, again, I know you people pleasers, you're rolling your eyes at me because if you're a true people pleaser, your inner voice is likely saying an awful lot of conflicting statements. So, Instead of asking yourself, what does my inner voice say, right? Because the inner voice, at least for me, my inner voice lies in my head. And in my head is where the shoulds also reside. So instead of listening to your inner voice, I say, so Stephanie says, ask yourself a different question. Ask yourself, is my heart in it? Is my heart in it? Every year, the day after Thanksgiving, I host a Friendsgiving. So my best family friends, they come over. We have Friendsgiving. I think we're on to year four of this tradition. And Friendsgiving is a lot of work for me. It's so much work, especially if I'm hosting Thanksgiving the day before. I'm essentially hosting two gigantic dinners. And so every year... I ask myself, Thanksgiving may be something I can't say no to. (laughs) That's a whole nother story for another day. But Friendsgiving is optional, right? It's an optional thing I want to do. Is my heart still in it? Do I still want to do it despite the work? And for four years and counting, the answer has been yes, my heart is in it. And that's why I continue to do it. However, there are plenty of things that your heart, my heart may not be in. A great example here would be holiday cards. Oh my gosh, the holiday cards. Is your heart in it? Is your heart in taking the perfect picture, paying at least $100 for the cards, and then writing out addresses on the, I don't know, 75, 80 cards until your hand cramps? Is your heart in that tradition? (laughs) If the answer is yes, then obviously keep doing it because you're feeding your soul by 
participating in it. But if the answer is no, no, my heart is not in the tradition of spending a lot of money and writing down addresses to people I haven't seen in years, haven't talked to in years until my hand cramps up, then don't do it. There is no card police. There's no holiday card police that's going to come and arrest you if you sit this one out. So ask yourself, is my heart in it? Don't ask yourself, what is my inner voice telling me? My inner, Because your inner voice, if your inner voice is like mine, is telling you all the reasons why you should do something. So ask yourself, is my heart in it? And one more thing here. If there is a person or people in your life who bristle when you practice saying no, if there are people in your life who put up a stink, who nag at you until you change your mind after you put up a boundary, Pay attention to that. Your spidey sense should be going off. Those actions, the nagging, the putting up of a stink, those actions say an awful lot about whether people in your life respect you, whether people respect your boundaries. Be a silent observer whenever you say no and notice who supports that boundary versus who tramples all over that boundary. That's a hot tip for you from me. (laughs) All right, we're moving on to action step number three, as we seek to turn JOMO into FOMO. No, that is wrong. As we seek to turn FOMO into JOMO, excuse me. Tip number three is to remember that real life and real living will not be found on any social media feed. Now, there's no new information in tip three. We've covered this before. We have talked about digital minimalism before. And so we're not going to get down deep into it. I will link to previous episodes in the show notes. But when you embrace JOMO, what you're really doing is you're realizing that you are giving yourself more free time because you're eliminating wasted time that you've been spending scrolling through social media feeds. Now, I am so guilty about this. I'm so guilty of this. I do indeed scroll through social media because I'm bored or because I'm stressed or because doing picking up my phone is habitual. So I need to hear this, but for whomever else also needs to hear this, real life is found with real people. It's found in real moments. No screens needed. Real living happens when you're spending quality time with loved ones face-to-face. It's when you're doing something you love and that lights you up, especially during the holidays. Again, Thanksgiving's next week here in the States. Try to keep your phone out of the Thanksgiving celebration. So you have your family, your loved ones around the dinner table. Leave the phone in your purse or put it in the other room. Put it away. Do real living with your real loved ones. Now, another reminder, okay? This isn't new information. It's just a reminder. I don't know who needs to hear this. I know I need to hear it. But if you have been meaning to embrace tech-free time, but you've been putting it off or you just haven't gotten around to it, this is your friendly reminder. Now is a great time to unsubscribe from social media accounts that really don't provide you any benefit, (laughs) to unfollow people who make you feel bad about yourself, to set daily limits on how long you can spend on social media, to delete social media on your phone so you can't check it all the time, right? To put boundaries 
up so that you, by consequence, then spend more time in real life, in real living, right? So put up those boundaries, put up those barriers, I guess would be a better word, so that you can live greater, so that you can live bigger. All right, my final tip for you. As we're turning JOMO into, no, why do I keep saying that? We're turning FOMO into JOMO, and that is to do one task at a time. It's hard, right? Especially for my parents listening. There's so much to get done, and if we don't multitask, it's not going to get done. I hear you. If you feel like that, if you feel like you're always on the go, you got a lot on your plate, know that there are indeed so many benefits to slowing down. The pace of life at this time of the year, especially, can be overwhelming and dizzying and numbing. But doing too much and rushing around is stressful. When you feel stressed, the amount of cortisol, the stress hormone, is elevated in your body. Unhealthy levels of cortisol are associated with, now hold on to your seat, Cortisol is responsible for a lot. Cortisol is responsible for high blood pressure. Compromised immune functioning, which means you might get sick quicker and easier. Depression, cognitive difficulties, fatigue, weight gain, and loss of emotional control. Holy moly, one hormone in excess can be responsible for all of that. Yes, it can. And that's why it's prudent for you and me to do what we can to take stuff off our plate so we feel less stress. So when we take stuff off our plate, when we intentionally take stuff off our plate, we lower our stress, we lower our blood pressure, we enhance our decision-making skills, we restore emotional equilibrium. So especially if the holidays are stressful for you, right? Especially if family situations, family tension is high. Do you want to go into Christmas dinner, let's say, in which you know family tensions are high? Do you want to go into that situation on an emotional disequilibrium? No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. You want to go into those potentially stressful situations with your emotions under control, right? I have two kids, two daughters. They're wonderful, but life is often crazy. We're running around. We're late to appointments more often than we get there on time. We're late to sports practices. I get it. However, it's important to remember that there are indeed things we need to do. We must do. They're obligations. But there are also things in life that we can indeed take off our schedules And when we do actually take those non-essentials off the schedule, we have more free time. We have more time to get to the obligations. We literally free up space on our schedule so that we can do one task at a time. So maybe when you eliminate the non-essentials, and especially when you do so during the holidays, there's never been a more vital time to eliminate the non-essentials. Maybe when you do that, you'll find that you have freed up a little slice of time in your schedule so that you can embrace the beauty in a quiet moment, so that you can use your time driving around town or waiting in lines 
to sit with your thoughts. So you can taste the food you're eating. So you can fully experience the feeling of, I don't know, warm water on your back as you're taking a shower. When you free up time in your schedule, what you're really doing is freeing up space in your brain. You're unloading a little bit of the mental load. You're unloading the mental load. Does that make sense? Probably not, but hopefully you know where I'm going with that. When you do one thing at a time, what you're really doing is experiencing the extraordinary in so-called ordinary moments. You're freeing up the space so that you can savor those seemingly ordinary moments. So just to recap for you, my four action steps for you. Number one, compare yourself to yourself. Number two, practice saying no. Number three, remember, just a friendly reminder to whoever needs to hear it, real life is not found on social media. And finally, action step number four, do one task at a time whenever possible. My final word to you today is to remember that when you say no to obligations that don't light you up, what you're really doing is you're saying yes to yourself. JOMO is a lifestyle. It is a tool that helps us reclaim our most precious resource, which of course is time. Listeners in the United States, I don't know what I'm doing for episodes next week. I'll be completely honest. Maybe one will come out on Tuesday. We'll see. Definitely taking Thursday off as I celebrate Thanksgiving with my loved ones. If you are celebrating Thanksgiving next week, I wish you a wonderful celebration with those who matter most in your lives. I will see you next week. Reach out if you need me. Friendly reminder, by the way, we have a closed Facebook group and it's amazing. It's free if you're on social media. Come join us. Search for Sustainable Minimalists. Ask your best questions. Give your best tips and tricks to others. We'd love to have you. Reach out if you need me. I will see you next week, I think. And happy Thanksgiving.